Welcome. Welcome to the Better Than Yesterday Everyday Podcast, where we cover anything related to behavior change that will increase your long-term wellness and happiness. And now, here are your hosts, personal trainer and RNs, Matt and Jenna Lane. What's happening, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome back to the Better Than Yesterday Everyday Podcast. I'm so fired up to have Richard Becker on this bad boy. Thanks for being here, man. Hey, man. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. It's a a pleasure. Awesome. Awesome. Um, Guys, this podcast is all about implementing behavior change for your long-term wellness and happiness. Myself, Matt, and... Me, Jenna. Run this podcast as well as Matt Lane Fitness. Before we dive into this podcast, I wanted to let you know this is the last last podcast you're going to hear this. October... 16th of 2019 um if you leave a review on itunes whether it's positive or negative about this show how do you feel about it tell us is it good is it crap we want to know leave that review drop me a line at mattlanefitness at gmail.com i'm going to get you a free btye t-shirt um yeah we just want to give back so thank you it's the lifeblood of a podcast jenna what are we talking about today getting your mental fitness right before you can get your physical fitness right. Yes. Um, hey, Rich, sort of a little backstory. Um, we've known each other for how long now? We debated last time. I think it was like nine years it came out to. It was something crazy. Could be 36 and a half years for all we know. Yeah, but exactly. <laughs> it's been quite some time. Um, and before we dive in any deeper, we're going to hit you with our gratitude point. It's a point that we make individually off the spot something that you're grateful for it can be major it can be minor and i encourage you listening or watching uh to do the same thing pick a point real quick what are you grateful for because there's many things even if you're in down times also in the description of this show you can find the youtube channel and other fun links to watch this podcast if you are listening if you're already watching thanks for being here on the btye podcast youtube channel jenna i'm gonna go first dang it yeah (laughs) I'm grateful for those little moments. And if you're, if you're here listening to this podcast, I would imagine that you've had these moments. It's the moment where the person lets you over in traffic. It's the moment where you make the small talk in an elevator. And I call this a real human moment. And it's not just the small talk. It's like the real talk where you chuckle about something. Craig Kahn um, has billions of... Uh, these real mom- real human moments. And I, I think that those are so rad and overlooked. And um, that's where I find a lot of humanity. You know, like you really can be like, oh my God, like that was such an awesome 30 second interaction. I want to hang out with that person. You know, that feeling that you have, mm-hmm. that you've had before. Um, and I just, I wanted to bring it to light because that's, that's so rad. I love that. Yeah, it, it lets you experience the goodness in other people. Exactly. Like it makes you realize that there they really are a lot of good people in yeah. this world. Not everybody sucks out there, you know? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I could say, like, I have a story from Bali. Like, whenever we went to Bali for okay. our honeymoon, it was this guy, his name is Steven, and uh, he does soma work where it's like breath work, you know, to help like okay. people. <laughs> and um, he was sitting at a table, completely random guy, came up to us and he was like, hey, you know, um, you guys look really friendly. I just want to tell you guys, like, you guys have a great day. You guys are a beautiful couple, blah, 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 right? And I was like, I got to meet this guy. Like, yeah. I, I got to know more about him. So he was over there working on his computer. And I was like, well, I need to I need to talk to this guy. So we went over and I was like, hey, man, if you don't mind, like, after you get done eating, like, can we talk to you for a second? 
And we sat with this guy for a, literally in a restaurant, hot restaurant. There was no AC, just fans. Yeah. Mm. And we sat with him for literally two and a half hours. Wow. Holy crap. And talked to him. I follow him on Facebook and everything. He just opened up his own Soma like place in California. Mm. And uh, he's doing incredible, but he literally changed like my perspective on yeah. a wow. lot of things in just two and a half hours. Right. Yeah. We, we were supposed to meet up with him again while we were there, but it just didn't end up happening. But he's always like still following. He follows me and it was great. And you know what's so cool about that? Like maybe you'll see him again, but the chances of you seeing him ever again is very slim, yes. which is why to me, like that's so valuable. Like there's, so, there's something there. Yes. You know? Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. So Jenna, what are you grateful for? Gratitude point. Um, well, last week was our four-year wedding anniversary. By the time you're hearing this, it probably wasn't last week. Yeah. <laughs> Congratulations. But at the time of recording. Thanks, man. Thank you. Um, and uh, I'm really grateful for you, Matt. Um, it was a nice little getaway. <laughs> oh, my. And, That's um, beautiful. It was good to just kind of spend some time away, not having some crazy vacation, but just going just a short ways away far enough away that it was inconvenient to come back home and get the things that I forgot. But um, it was nice. It was a nice getaway. Yes, Thanks it was. Thanks for going with me. When I saw Matt went on vacation, I was like, who graduated? And like, what was going on? Like, what else happened? <laughs> Matt went on vacation. That's incredible, man. That's awesome. It never happens. Yeah, no, never. Yeah. It's been rare that I've even heard. Or he's got, he's got like some event to go to. So it's yeah. cool to see that. Yeah, well, thank you. I appreciate you. Uh, she didn't force us. I think I said somewhere on social media, she forced us. She didn't force us. I absolutely voluntarily went. Um, but it was fun. It was good. I, I know you that- You had no choice, though. I, I did not have any choice. <laughs> I definitely didn't have any choice. I know that that's important. You know, I, I, I joke around about- you know, how it's like there's never time for downtime. That's wrong. I know that. If you ever hear me say that, um, I'm either joking or I'm way wrapped up in my head. But downtime is unbelievably important. It is. So if you have one, cool. If not, no no sweat. No, I actually have two. Oh. Okay, so one is like just kind of show stepping up. it yeah, up over here. I just got here. two. <laughs> All right, so number one is my mental health. I'm in a very good state right now. I feel very happy. I'm very like everything's just going well, like the way I want it to. Mm. Uh, the second one is I'm very grateful for cardio. I actually did like, yeah. I've been, you I, don't hear that very often. Yeah, no. right. No, no, no. You never do. So like uh, I've been doing this program uh, with this trainer. He's been, we've been working together for almost two months now and we just started implementing cardio mm. into the phase and it's three times a week, 300 calories, you know, and today I was on the Stairmasters and I literally wanted to quit like within five minutes, but something told me it was like, you know, there's people that literally can't do this. Like they just mm -hmm. can't physically do this. And you're over here complaining because your legs hurt. Like that's, I was just, so that's where I was like, okay, need to dig in deep. And I ended up getting it done in like 20 minutes because I was like, let's just bump it up. That's let's beautiful. Just, let's just get it over with. That's like, so that's rad. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. That's so rad. So yeah, that, I'm just grateful for it. I thought about that on the way here. I was like, I could have literally quit, but mm -hmm. it's like, just do it. Having that perspective shift of some, some people can't do this or this is difficult. That's, dude, yeah. that's so rad. It's it's hard to do. Yeah, right. Even mm -hmm. like at the five minute mark, I was like six minutes. I was like, you should probably quit. You could do this later <laughs> on. Right. But no, it was it was a good feeling. You end up getting it done in 20. Nice. So it was easy. So what's the second one? Well, the second, uh, no, the first one was my mental health. Okay. That's oh, the got it, got one. it. Okay. The second one, like the, the cardio was just like, okay. I got you. Thank got you. It. Thank you. I got you. Thank you I'll be over here if you'll need me. <laughs> um, well, in, in, in sort of branching off from that, that's, that's why that's why we're having a conversation with Rich. Um, Rich and I have known each other for 
you know, 87 years. Um, Jenna has, <laughs> Jenna has heard his name and met him, you know, many times. And, uh, he's actually been coming. If, if you guys follow, follow us on social media, um, Holden and I are working on a video where I'm watching star Wars for the first time ever, all the movies. And it's anyway, um, he's showing up for that. Uh, Rich is showing up for that. So, uh, Rich and I have known, known each other for a long time. We have a good friend, Derek Johnson. Shout out to you, Derek, if you're listening. Yeah, that's um, team. that's how we met forever ago, but, um, Rich and I sort of lost contact mm, for a good, it was, it was probably about a good two years yeah. that it was like, and it wasn't intentional. It was just, you know, you got busy, happens. I got busy. Yeah. And it's funny what actually re rekindled the flame was, um, he got, um, oh my God, I'm such a jerk. I'm right now I'm blanking. It wasn't that you got mar married. It was the baby shower. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I was sitting here thinking I was married for a second. Okay, like, so if we're taking it that okay, no, it was about a year that we didn't we kind of stopped. Okay, talking. yeah, okay, yeah, not not quite two years. Okay, because yeah. I'm talking about that time frame yeah. where we we completely separated and it was just unintentional. Regardless, yeah, um, we rekindled that flame just sort of talking about how you know we lost contact, but um, mm -hmm. he stopped by the house and we were actually sitting in this podcast room <laughs> and we talked for an hour and a half. Yeah, right off the bat. And there's one thing about Rich is we've, we've trained together in the past and he is someone that I am able to have a very deep conversation with. The conversations we have can just flow and flow and flow. And I've thought all my life, I was like, I would really like to record one of these conversations. Um, but rather than just for the sake of recording us talking and running our mouth, um, you sort of, you sort of had a moment, a situation, a moment in time where you were, pretty broken down from what you explained to me. Oh yeah. Um, and we wanted to capture that. So this is going to be a conversation. So with, with me shutting my mouth, how about mm -hmm. you sort of take it back a little bit to tell them what happened? Oh, okay. Yeah. So like Matt said, it was about a year. It was a year time frame that we didn't talk. And a little bit before that, um, I just started, things were going well, but they were just kind of like, they just weren't, they weren't going well for me. I thought that they would change like how I thought, how I, you know, interacted with people and did things, but it just didn't. So let me explain. So I got a job, uh, a large credit union. You're in Pensacola. You know exactly where I'm talking about. But I kind of just started moving up the chains there and I got a new job and it was great. It was a new, you know, new field. I was feeling good about myself. We were in the process of buying our first home like everybody wants to do. Like that's like the 20, 2017 to 2020 thing is just to buy your first home. And, um, I was doing good. We were building up savings. Everything was going great. We bought our home. You're climbing the ladder. Yeah, man. It was it, how people would look at my life and how it was going. They're like, oh, man, you're doing great. Yeah, you're right on track. Man, you're checking those yeah. boxes yeah, off. Man, you're yeah, man. Your 401k is going to look amazing <laughs> when you're 51. I mean, just incredible. And so, um, yeah, it was just going good. We bought our home. and But um, in between that, something drastically happened to me. So I was... Eating before that time frame, I was always on Google at work searching like, what job makes the most money? What job does this? Mm -hmm. How do I be happy? How are people happy? Like, how, is a hundred thousand dollars gonna make you happy? Like, really ridiculous stuff like that. I would Google at work for like an hour or two, like in between like work and whatever I need to work. And then um, I was at home just eating, you know. And I had some rice that was uh, it was hard, you know, like when you make rice but you didn't put enough water and it's like kind of mm -hmm. hard or whatever so i ate it didn't really think about it but i was choking i started choking on a piece of like a big ball of rice that i just didn't chew i was just kind of like just eating and um 
I had to throw up to get it out. It was a very panic moment. I, I bet. I quickly went into panic. It was no like calmness to me. And um, yeah, and I had to throw it up. And that started a very vicious cycle of depression, anxiety, mm-hmm. um, hypochondriac. Like it was just, you know, like hypochondriac was just, it was horrible. It was mm-hmm. just like, and so coming depressed and, you know, I was fearing eating at some points. Like it was very very difficult and then in that process i was able to i stopped working out and you know in that process i started being able to just evaluate i picked up a couple um youtube videos and you know i was able to kind of get my mental clarity right before i even stepped foot in the gym again because i always been going to the gym i would go like once or twice even if i was having the worst weeks where i gained all this weight like and i was just feeling horrible about myself i would at least go once or twice a week yeah but and p- to put this into perspective, Rich and I met through Derek Johnson and like we trained together at first, yes. like we, you know, we lifted weights and all that. And I mean, you're not someone that has struggled with getting to the gym. No. Like you're you're fine with mm-hmm. training. You like lifting weights. It You know, it's it's a form of a passion. I don't think it's your true passion, mm-hmm. but it's, you know, like. It's, it's something not, you enjoy. It's yes. not a struggle for you. No, so no, it, it speaks volumes to hear that you stopped going yeah you know there was yeah there was a week there was weeks at a time where i just stopped yeah just and i was gaining all this weight you know and it just became hard and so whenever i just finally had a mental break i was crying like twice a day sometimes like just like out of the blue yeah yeah really bad anxiety attacks when i was at Mm -hmm. work just crying like it was horrible and it was it was the weirdest thing i've never in all my years experienced anything like that right and i wasn't eating and stuff so i you know started discovering a couple of youtube channels and i don't want to get religious or it's not even a religion but i started reading about buddhism and stuff and it really changed my perspective on things i started calming down and wow and it took me hitting the lowest point of my life where i'm having anxiety attacks every day like just really it was bad it's really bad and um yeah, it took getting to that really bottom state to find something that would help me. And so that's what I started with. I started reading about Buddhism, started reading about just the culture. Around that time frame, too, uh, we went to Bali, and Bali, Balinese culture is built around Buddhism, temples, and, mm-hmm. you know, seeing people there that had literally nothing, you know, who were the happiest people in the world. Yeah. And uh, it just changed me. So when, you know, I got back, it just became better and better to the point where now... I'm in the best state I've ever been in where I'm just genuinely happy where I'm not worried about like what's going to happen. I don't panic, you know, it's just. What's so interesting is when Rich and I had that initial conversation, sort of the rekindling of, uh, you know, seeing each other again, well, we spoke for an hour and a half. He explained a lot of this to me and what was in my head then and what's in my head now, as you say it again, is it feels it feel and i could be dead wrong but it feels like you were like you said you were climbing the ladder um you know you were throwing money in savings like you know you you just had a child like everything was going the way it should be going in the classic american home but you weren't fulfilled and it took such a like choking on the rice without a doubt like it was traumatic yes but it's not what you would think of a like you would think like you know a major car wreck or someone died you know so that it was like the straw that broke the camel's back but that just to me that screams how unfulfilled you were yes 
and maybe maybe still i don't know maybe still are Mm -hmm. um it sounds like you're from what you've explained to me you're trying to get out of that but Mm -hmm. because you are not because you weren't focused on happiness right you just weren't fulfilled no with with all of the accolades that i think most people will be like you're wit you won it's over yeah i mean i've had like literally like when we were moving into our house my friends that were helping me move in they were like dude this is awesome like you made it now you can have your family and now you can just and i was like oh man that's scary i I don't want this to be it like wow yeah and i was and it was crazy because i bought that home we bought that home i remember when you were buying it yeah we bought that home for everybody else and nobody say that again <laughs> we bought that home for everybody else mm-hmm. but you know what two days three days a week after nobody gave nobody gave a shit why do you think you did that it was what i thought was right really right you do like you do what people tell you to do mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah you're following the model yeah when the perfect american you know standard model yeah you know and um yeah i literally did it for everybody else my mom was proud everybody was proud of like course. everybody's it's incredible how proud people are and then it's just like well rich just has his house and yeah so that leads me to the next question i feel that it's different for every single person i don't think there's a correct answer but what is your definition of happiness doing what you love even if you don't get paid for it and having a strong family foundation it's that simple. You there's people that make billions. I mean, like I forgot her name, but like the was a you know she was in the um, cosmetic field and she was in the fashion field and she made billions, and she committed suicide. Like, like yeah, that. I know you're talking about all those all those stories that you hear about all these people that make mm-hmm. all this money. Yeah, and they are still like miserable, yeah. unfulfilled. It's, yeah, yeah. Unf- how are you unfulfilled with all that money? But when you realize that life is so much deeper than the outside perspective, mm-hmm. yeah. it's, I mean, mental health is number one. You have to have mental clarity. You could be dead broke. There's homeless people that I've met, you know, even in Bali, like people that literally, they live in tents with their families. It's normal, completely. I had a taxi driver tell me that he's the happiest he's ever been in his life ever since he became a taxi driver. Here in America, that you're classified as a bum. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. like, it makes no sense, but that's because we're spoiled here. Yeah. And we've seen all these crazy things. We have these Ferraris and these Lambos and the big houses, right? The CEOs and stuff. And it's just like, that's not what life is about. Mm-hmm. There are people that do it that are genuinely happy. Yeah. Gen- they wake up every day and they are happy as can be. But nine times out of ten a lot of them are not yeah their monetary success is a byproduct of their focus on yes, happiness you took, exactly. you took the words out of my yeah. mouth yeah exactly yeah and i think a common misconception for people who don't struggle with mental health is that you had the perfect picture of yeah. american success mm-hmm. and i hear it a lot of well you had nothing to be upset about or nothing to be anxious about and you have the perfect life they're so wrong like yeah you, you have no idea like people People who are happy, give them all the praise in the world. But it's training to wake up every day and hate going somewhere for 8 to 9 to 10 to 12 hours, however long you guys work. Mm-hmm. Like, that is draining mentally to come home and to be like, oh, I'm just going to sleep. That's ridiculous. Your home is supposed to be like 
more than just like a place to sleep. This is a place to build and, you know, yeah, like. it's supposed to be your safe haven. Exactly. And yeah. it's not. It's just a place to sleep. <laughs> yeah. At the end of the day, like, if I can go back, I would have never bought my house. So I, and I was just about to say, all of what, what you just explained, all that is is over leveraging your life financially. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I think a lot of people make it much bigger than it really is. And we did the same thing. Like, mm -hmm. we, you know, we bought this and that. And, like, we've had cars that we shouldn't have had. But when we realized, oh, my gosh, it's not how much money we make. It's how much money we keep. That was when our lives started to change. Mm -hmm. When we realized if, if you can reverse engineer and realize you don't need all the crap that you have, you can literally work less hours. Or if they won't let you do that at your job, you can get a new job and work less hours to focus on whatever it is. And, and like I said, like I believe that everybody's definition is different of happiness. And for, for some people, I think it's truly being a dad. Like that's their definition. Yes. For some people, it's being a CEO of a major company. For yes. some people, it's picking flowers. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. You know, 100%. And, and if I think if you can begin to stop giving a shit what people think, yeah. which is exactly what I think you've done. Yes. Yeah. 100%. You, yeah. Oh, then, yeah. then you're on the path to, to truly winning. Yeah. And so I guess that's my next question is you got into Buddhism. Mm hmm. But was there like daily practices? Was there things that you picked up? Was there like, um, was there measurable pieces that you started to do that dug you out of the hole? So with Buddhism, it's a little bit different. So like a lot of people would say like with Christianity and a lot of other things, like other religions, they would, which Buddhism is not a religion, it's a philosophy. Um, but they would say like, oh, I pray to God, right? And that's, that's my safe haven, right? He's going to fix everything. He's going to do that, right? Um, I think what changed me, more with buddhism than anything else i have tattoos I'm, i grew up in a catholic household and like but <clears throat> god never did that for me and when because i was always praying to like this person right but i don't know i just never saw the you know the the benefits right um but buddhism is for me was different because of the simple fact like i was meditating every day i was doing i wasn't praying to anyone like there was no i, I don't pray to anybody like i don't i just I just ask for blessings like from the universe or people like people say, you know, God bless. I'll take that, you know, like blessings. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, so in Buddhism, like in the readings, like they teach you more about like humanity. They teach you about the earth. They teach you about like how to be kind to everyone, how to be kind to animals and how to just realize that everything that we have going on in this world, small, the smallest thing from the smallest fish in the ocean, to the biggest things like birds in the sky or, you know, the weather, like you have to tie all that together and realize that it all comes together and it can reflect on your well-being. And, you know, that's what, so it, it was more mental than anything else because a lot of people will just get on their knees and they'll be like, pray to God, please, you fix it. Buddhism is not like that. Buddhism is like, you need to fix yourself through practice and teachings and mental, like reversing your mentality so that you understand that everything around you can change your own perspective. Does so that was, I like that. It does. It. I fully believe in that. Uh, so was that a conscious, like, did you forget some days? Was it a conscious effort? Did you have to sort of remind yourself, or for me, like, write notes everywhere? Yeah. Like, was it a full-blown conscious effort? <laughs> um, yeah, it was, it was an effort in the beginning. Yeah, I think with anything that you start new, right, it's going to be an effort. Right, yeah, you got to remind yourself. Yeah, I got to remind myself to meditate. You know, what makes it easier is, you know, if you have a spouse like Kiana and me, we would meditate, you know. Um, so 
yeah, it's a struggle in the beginning, but it becomes easier when you really practice those teachings and like, and you just do that day one, day two, instead of like, I guess like little things. So I'm a very flustered person. I'm ADD. I get very flustered. I get very angry quick. It could be about the smallest thing. Somebody looks at me funny. That's just how I am. I've mm-hmm. always been like that, right? So I started catching myself, and I'd be like, "Why are you? Why are you getting so upset? Right? Like, just relax." And I'd be like, "Okay," you know. And like, when my wife gave birth, like she was like leading up to it, she's like, "I don't know how you're gonna be," you know. And I was like, "You know, I respect that. You know, like I've always been a very panicked person, right?" Mm. But when I when we did it. It was like when she had it in the home, it was just like, I was very cool. I was very calm. I was very awesome. like, and it took a long time. And we actually, after the birth, I had another situation with my family happen where it was very chaotic, very stressful, people fighting, everything was crazy, right? But I came in and I I was like, okay, I need to approach this person this way. I need to approach that person this way. I need to approach you different than I do Matt. And what's crazy is people would say, you know, that's not, that's not Buddhism that's teaching you that, but it is because like, because of the teachings and how to be calm and how to like really control your inner being, it reflected. So I was able to handle that situation far better than I would ever have before because I'm a spaz. Like I would have yelled at this person, this person, you know, I would have yelled and like been very upset, right? Because what was happening was wrong, but I was able to control myself. And that's when I was like at my peak. And I was like, oh, yeah, I've tapped it. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So it was simple things like being very conscious about when you would get very angry, flustered, frustrated, Um, which is interesting because I think that's very individualistic to each person. So, you know, this person compared to you might not have that. But what it sounds like you're saying is noticing those big pieces that cause you pain. Mm -hmm. You know, because from what as you were talking, I was thinking like, as you were frustrated, flustered, yelling, whatever, there's pain there for some reason. Yeah. You know, and oh, yeah. diving into why and then just l- sort of learning how to let it go. That's, yeah, that's built up. Like, yeah, that, I was very angry as a kid. I got kicked out of multiple, I was telling you guys earlier that I got kicked out of multiple daycares. I was a very bad kid because I was always angry. Like, yeah. my mom would take me places. She would give me, like, psychological health and whatnot. And, you know, I was just angry because of the environment that was around me. Okay. Like, you know, my dad was a drug addict. He was in and out of rehab homes. You know, my uncles were drug addicts. Like, I've had many, many family members, even just, like, cousins or aunties, like, that have died of overdoses, right? So, you know, it's like my dad died of an overdose. My uncle died of an overdose. Like, you know, and these are people I'm very close with. Sure. You know, and so it just builds up. You don't realize it. Like when my dad passed, I didn't really feel anything. I cried just a little bit at the funeral, but it didn't kick in until later. Yeah. Like later on in my life where I'm starting to get angry about stupid stuff. And I'm like, you need to go back and address wow. like some of this stuff that you haven't. And that's when I started talking to a therapist. So you realized it came from the childhood piece or maybe not all of it, but some of it for oh, sure. Yeah. It's been building. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's huge. Oh, that's yeah. a, there's a lot of self-awareness there. Oh yeah. And, that's another thing. I was like, I'm realizing this stuff, right? Yeah. And I even like left, like as I was going to a therapist and we talked a little bit and she was talking about my life or whatever. And I was like, you know, I think I've gotten everything I need from you. So I'm not going to go to you no more. And I was like, that's because she wasn't, we weren't diving deep enough. Mm-hmm. I was like, we need to go deeper. Right. Right. And we need to drag up some of these demons, which I did with myself, you know, and talking with Kiana and 
she's she's my therapist basically <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah you it's crazy how much it builds up yeah it builds up very like at the time i was 10 years old seeing my dad go in and out of rehab homes knowing that he was on drugs you know like so you knew at 10 what was going on oh yeah yeah, yeah. my mom never sugarcoated it for me so I always knew. I knew that all of them did it. It just got to a point where it was, it got out of hand. Yeah. It got really out of hand. So, so do you think you can find those, you said two YouTube videos of yeah. Buddhism? I think I can find, I know where one is for sure. Okay. Yeah. So what, we'll, what we'll do after the show, we'll, um, I'll get those links and I'll, I'll put them in the description yeah. of this podcast and the YouTube video guys. Yeah. And I think a, a powerful point here is that it was a moment of self-realization and which spun off into self-education. Yes. You put it on yourself to make yourself better. You didn't depend on somebody else. You've put it on yourself to make yep. yourself better. And it's your own process. You're yes. not depending on someone else. You're not blaming anyone else. Nope. I think that's a really important point to take away is that you being better has everything to do with you. Yep. yep. Absolutely. That's at the end of the day, like we're all here. Like when you die, you die. It doesn't mean Matt dies. Part of him may die, but mm -hmm. like he's still here. Or if Matt dies, you you know, like mm -hmm. so like at the Apologies. <laughs> I hit a button, sorry. <laughs> at the end of the day, you have to be self aware. It's detrimental to your, your health, it's yeah. detrimental to your mm -hmm. well being. Like it's and if you're not if you're not like People always say, like, oh, you know, I put my family first, blah, 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 right? And they always like, you know, I'll put this person before myself, right? I don't know if I believe that 100%. I don't. Yeah, I don't. I, I don't. Like, you you need to put yourself first. Yeah. yeah. I think that parents are a perfect example. And I know that there's a parent out there that's yelling at me because I am not a parent. I am not claiming to know how to raise a child. However... If you, you know, it, it's the same thing as when you're on an airplane. If you don't put the mask on yourself first, you can't save your kids. So you have to take care of yourself. I think those mental, physical, health, wellness, mm -hmm. all those pieces have to be taken care of for the parent. And this isn't just parents, but it's a great example for the parent to be able to take care of the kid. Yeah, yes. Your, your kid's watching. Yeah. Uh, yes. Even so, better point. Yeah, exactly. So they can grab it. You know, exactly. like yeah. using that as an so, example. Yeah. You're ingraining that in your children, whether you're trying to teach it to them or not, they're watching. Yeah. And if you don't have kids, you're ingraining that in, in other people so yes. you impress you know your values on other people whether you're trying to push them on them or not mm -hmm. um so you can really influence others i think by really being self-aware i i really think the day that you start that self-realization is like day one of your new life where you really like you can look back and everything in the past is like it's painted a different color now like you you just go back and you realize all of this was leading up to now, like the the rice incident wasn't. It, yeah, it wasn't just it wasn't rice or because yeah, you were choking. But it, it just was, happened to be that incident yeah, that yeah, just really brought it all to like, light. Yeah. yeah, right. And started the process of healing me mentally. Right. Mm -hmm. So yeah. So, how did we get to where we're at as far as saying mental fitness? has to be square before your physical fitness can be square. We were we were sitting here, actually exactly where we're sitting, um, and I said, so what's up with fitness? Mm -hmm. And, you know, you've gone, like, as we've known each other, you've been like, you know, I want to compete, just I want to give it a shot and all that, and I've heard you say that for a long time. And um, 
you know, usually you would come back to me after I say, what's going on with your fitness? And you're like, oh, I'm trying this, I'm trying that, you know, I'm doing this. But immediately you came back with, I have to, I got to get my mental, like you knew without a doubt, you're like, I got to get my mental fitness before I can get my physical fitness. Yeah. So what does that physicality piece look like for you now? Like, are you to a point where you're working on the phys- physical piece? Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. No. So oh, yeah. what does that look like now that you, like, are you more body conscious like what does it look like it just i don't know i just so when when i say like you want to get your mental before your physical right because like a lot of people don't realize how much work it takes right you you don't know how much work it takes you're like oh i'm just gonna go to the gym and i'm gonna get on the treadmill for 30 minutes and you know that's that's what i'm gonna do i'm gonna lose weight like that right and i'm gonna do like a fast or whatever blah 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 so people don't realize like it's a lot more work than that yeah. And mm-hmm. so when I was really depressed and I was down, like there was no way I was going to be able to get physically health. There was no way. There was mm-hmm. no way that I was going to prep my meals. There's no way I'm going to drink a protein shake. Like there's just no way. So me now, it's like, well, I'm doing the things I need to do. I'm meal prepping, making sure that I'm counting my macros. You know, you don't have to count macros, you know, but you know, I'm just being cautious of what I'm eating. Right. Um, my diet has changed. I used to be vegan for almost two years, and that's changed. I'm no longer vegan. But why do you think that is? Um, I was doing it wrong. Okay. Yeah, I think we talked a little bit. But like, I was just doing it wrong. Like, so there's a healthy way to do any sort of diet. Mm-hmm. I think you know, unless it's like carnivore. Like, I, that's that's how my like I don't understand that. But anyways, <laughs> so like veganism can be healthy, but you have to realize that there's a lot of mechanics that you have to bring in to make sure that your whole body's functioning properly. Yeah. Um, otherwise you're going to be deficient. And when you, when you're deficient, you know it, mm-hmm. your mental psyche's all messed mm-hmm. up. Like you're physically, you're not gaining muscle. You're not losing weight. You're just getting like fatter. Like, you know, it's just, so, um, yeah, that's why I stopped being vegan is okay. I wasn't doing it right. So basically what you're saying is you, you started with little pieces to get back into the actual physical fitness piece. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So so now that just yeah, just like little things. So like meal prepping, working out consistently. Now I'm going like 5 days a week. Okay. Really consistent. Okay. And um yeah. Are you doing activities that you like? Or are you doing activities for bodybuilding? Um, Cuz primarily you I mean we've been bodybuilding for yeah, forever. Yeah. <laughs> like that's how we know each other. Yeah, so I mean bodybuilding is still I love working out. I love bodybuilding workouts. I've yeah, okay. never I don't like being strong. But, I've always told people that like, you know. But you're doing what you love. You're not yeah, running because but, you think you need to lose weight. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I'm also doing things like a little bit differently. So I'm also, you know, incorporating like now I'm going to be incorporating more cardio. I stretch a lot now. Nice, nice. That's so different. I've never been a flexible person, but stretching is very key. So I'm just worried about being functional, you know? When did you know it was time for the physical piece? Like when did you know your mental piece was good enough to do the physical piece? That's a great question. Um, Was there a day? Was there a week? Was there a moment? No, I just started, I think I just slowly started introducing it more and more. Like it was, it wasn't like, oh, July 10th. Okay. (laughs) So you started dipping. I'm going to go. Yeah. It just, it was like, all right. You started dipping your toe. All right. Okay. All right. You know, and then before you know it, now I'm like five days a week. I'm stretching consistently while losing weight, you know, slowly but surely. And so, yeah. So, you know, you no longer looked at it as a burden because how you said it before, you're like, screw that. That's, that's something that's not going to benefit me. That's going to take away from me. Yeah. Then, so I guess 
That makes sense. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, I've always gone up and down with workouts, but yeah. um, just, you know, it's you need to work out. I think everybody needs to work mm-hmm. out, whether that's in the house, whether that's at the gym, whether that's strongman, whether that's powerlifting, yep. whether that's physique, whatever you need to do, do it in a healthy manner. Everybody needs mm-hmm. to do it. So Yeah, I've always thought... You know, all of it's tied together, you, your nutrition, your mental health, your physical health. And it's always incremental or it's been incremental for me. You know, like I, I focus on my mental health a little bit and then I just desire to work out more. Yeah. And then the more I work out, the more I'm like, hey, I feel better about myself. And then it kind of, yeah. you know, starts the snowball effect. Absolutely. So I actually have a term that I use with my clients. It's called the positivity snowball. I don't, I probably did not make it up, but it's for people that I feel have maybe fallen out and they're like, man, how do I get back on the horse? I believe that using this thing called the positivity snowball is exactly what you're explaining. It sounds like exactly what you did. And all that is, is just picking up one thing that, you know, you can stick to, you enjoy it. You know, it's not a burden. You can do it. It's reasonable. Um, And then just like you just said, Jenna, like, you're doing that one thing really well, you start to see some sort of improvement. Mm -hmm. Your back is better or you're more flexible or you're hydrated, whatever it is. It starts leading to, well, I can, I can probably go, I can probably hit the gym once a week, Mm -hmm. you know, and then that just topples on another and another and another. And I want to eat a salad today, you know, and it's just a snowball. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, and I think an important point too, is that your first step wasn't some monumental thing. It was literally just getting on YouTube. Mm -hmm. Um, so I think being on your phone or on the internet doesn't always have to be you know, yeah, downtime or wasted time. Yeah, exactly. You so, can self-educate. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, I wasn't looking for that video. Like, it's weird. Like, it just kind of popped up, right? It, it was pulled to you. Yeah, I, yeah, we could say that, I, I guess. <laughs> you know, a lot of people say that, like, that's fate or whatever. But I don't, I don't it, was, it was just there, you know? And so... You know, I wasn't looking for, I've always been interested in Buddhism though. Like the culture, I've always had like mm. Buddhas all around my house. You can ask my wife, like it was just, I've always been interested, but I was, I grew up in a Christian household. So <clears throat> I was like, I'm not going to go to another religion, but uh, it was just being, being naive and not really doing research. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Um, Well, I mean, I don't want to drag it out anymore. I mean, did you have more questions for him? No, oh, I think that. This has been um, been a lot of really good points uh, to take away for for a lot of people. Yeah, without a doubt, I think the like the biggest piece is your self awareness. Yes, you, you know? have to be. Yeah, you have to be self aware of yourself. Yeah. Do you think that's something you can teach? Like self awareness. Can you can you teach that to yourself? Is it innate? Is it? What do you think? I'm not. I don't. I, I, think so right because i I, I would say that i taught myself right yeah and and it's i think it starts with self-responsibility um and self-education and really looking in the mirror for the answers and for the responsibility and let me also say like you don't have to practice buddhism you don't have to practice anything right for you to like i just want to make that clear like yeah that you, was, you found your release that yeah. was your gateway yeah, yeah 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 and you know so that just and it's not my only gateway like you know it was it was yeah it was a start but it was just like other things you know my, my i put a lot of work into my mental health you know so you know you don't have to like even if you're you know christian or whatever like just you know work on your mental health yeah like, yeah and that's a good point of whatever you believe in i think that's a, a good overall 
point of, you know, if you're a Christian or whatever, that's really your way that you believe in of your release of, you know, your prayers to God. That's your releasing that um, or your meditation. That's your releasing those anxieties and Mm -hmm. and fears and that sort of thing. But you've got to find a way to to let it go. Absolutely. Yep. A thousand percent. Well, dude, I really appreciate you coming on. I appreciate you guys, man. It's been a good conversation. Yes, it has. Guys, go get yourself a free shirt, okay? <laughs> um, leave, a, leave a review on iTunes. Um, yes, I'm sorry, guys. iTunes is the biggest right now. That is that is the lifeblood of a podcast. You're more than welcome to leave it elsewhere, but iTunes is really the, the biggest place right now. Um, drop me a line at mattlanefitness at gmail.com. I'm going to shoot you a shirt for free. Thank you so much, Richard Becker, for being here. Jenny, you got anything else before we close this bad boy out? I think that's it. All right, guys. We'll talk to you all next week. This has been the Better Than Yesterday Everyday Podcast. We want to thank you for listening and invite you to subscribe to the show as well. And follow Matt Lane Fitness on YouTube. Until next time, you don't have to be perfect. Just be better than yesterday every day.